0: Today is Wednesday, June 24th, 2020. This is Shannon and I'm here with Stacy, Natalia and Brooke and we are talking about road trip books. Because road trips seem like a great thing for the summer, especially now in the time of COVID-19 when people are not really encouraged to travel very much. We will travel in our in our minds in our books. So before we start, I have the usual housekeeping information for you. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And then Brooke will start us off, followed by me, Stacy and Natalia.
1: So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is He Started It by Samantha Downing. So this book is about three siblings, Beth, Portia, and Eddie, and their grandfather has passed away. And in his will, he has left them some stuff, but he has instructed them to set off on a road trip that reflects a road trip that they took with their grandfather when they were younger. And on this road trip, they've brought um, each of their partners. um, And it's kind of an uncomfortable road trip because not only is it kind of stuffy with all these people in one vehicle, but also... (laughs) Everyone's kind of holding back secrets. They're all secrets from each other. Um, There's a random person following them in a black pickup truck. And also there's some things that are happening, like somebody goes missing. And it's a pretty wild road trip. Um, There's some, I liked how, they picked different places that I actually had heard of before, such as Graceland. and I didn't, that I've never been to, and I just thought it was a really interesting premise, this book. So it's He Started It by Samantha Downing, and I wish I could tell you more, but as with most thrillers, I just can't give it, away. I don't want to give anything away.
2: So Natalia, you read this, right? Yes, I read it. Oh God, it was so good. It was so much better than her first book. It was like the same author was writing, but not, I don't know how to it's explain it. It's hard
0: for me because I really liked her first book, but I thought this one was like so much better.
2: I didn't dislike it. It's just that the first book. I didn't like any character and this one, you kind of, eh, you can kind of relate a little more, I think. To some of them. Yes. To some of them, you know, now Definitely not all of them. <laughs> no, and I never, I never saw where it was going, at all. No, no I had no, no, no clue at all. And and I love that, especially you know when you read a lot of thrillers, and yes. you know sometimes they're still good when you can guess, but when you can't guess, it's like an anomaly.
3: So I don't love thrillers necessarily, but I love the idea of reading about a really uncomfortable road trip. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just, oh, I can just picture yeah. all these siblings with their people, like, in this car, kind of, like, harping at each other, and then, like, as as the tension escalates, I can just picture, like, all of that, and yep. um, that would make it a fun
0: read, I think.
1: It's not gruesome, like, it's not a gruesome book either, so I think you'd be okay reading it.
0: So, in the U.S., this is out on July 28th, so you have a little bit of a wait before you can pick it up. All right, so my first pick tonight is kind of an unconventional um, look at a road trip. This is Under a Painted Sky by Stacey Lee. This is her debut novel. It came out in 2015. I loved it so much. It is an Oregon Trail book. So our heroine is a 15-year-old girl and her name is Samantha. She is Chinese, and she really wants to be a musician. She has this dream of opening up a music conservatory in New York City sometime like in her future. But as the daughter of Chinese immigrants, she knows that that's not really something that is likely to be easy for her. And then a terrible thing happens, and her father is killed. And Samantha has to go on the run for reasons that I don't want to tell you about because they would be spoilerish and bad. So Samantha has to go on the run and she is accompanied by a runaway slave named Anna May. This is in 1849, so we haven't had the, the Civil War yet. And so Anna May is a slave and she is looking for a way out. And so she and Samantha leave together. And what they realize is that it's not safe to travel west. If you're two women, one of whom is Chinese, one is black, that's no good. So they disguise themselves as boys and they become Sammy and Andy. And they begin the perilous trek west on the Oregon Trail. And they eventually join up with a small band of cowboys And all sorts of hijinks ensue. It is a fantastic book. Parts of it are genuinely funny. I'm not always a fan of books that are marketed to be, like, super fun and rollicking and amusing. Um, But I genuinely laughed at parts of this book. Parts of it are very poignant. um, And it's just so good, especially considering that it is um, her debut novel. I loved... The, oh, just the way that she described everything about, like, the, the scenery and life as they're, they're traveling. Um, you kind of get this really nice mix of, like, the hardships that they experience, but also just, like, the simple joys that they find in nature and in kind of discovering their relationships with one another and kind of growing into sort of unconventional um, found family toward the end of the book. It's just really, really excellent. It is one of the best YA historical novels I've read in a long time. And I do want to check out more of Stacy Lee's books. So this, once again, is Under a Painted Sky, and it is by Stacy Lee. If you do it in audio, it's read by Emily Wuzeller, who I love so, so much.
3: Oh, I love wagon train books and traveling and, or not wagon train, but like books traveling like Oregon Trail. And yes, I'm going to have to check
0: this out. And I do love the narrator also. So, and it's like, you see some wagon trains in a way, like they don't actually travel as part of a train, but you do get that wagon train feel a lot of the time because like they'll come in contact with like the big trains and, you know, you'll hear like a lot of stories from people who were on the wagon trains. So, it definitely gives you that, like, old, you know, 90s, like, Oregon Trail... Vibe. Vibe that I love so much. Oh, yes. So, in
3: my first book, we're not going to be on the Oregon Trail. No. However, we will be driving down Route 66. Oh. Yes. However, the reason for this is a little different. I have been waiting to talk about this book. I mean, it feels like forever, but it's been like two months. (laughs) So this book is Far From Home, the FAR series, book one by Kate L. Mary. And this book basically focuses on Rowan and she's an only child. She is a junior in college and she lives in Ohio with her doting parents but is going to college in Phoenix. And things are sort of going a little catawampus with the world. There is this virus that's raging that's causing a lot of uh, death, and um, people are becoming very afraid. And so in order to travel, you have to go get – these travel papers to prove that you have been checked out by a doctor and you are healthy enough to travel. And against her mother's wishes, Rowan decides to drive across the country from Phoenix to Ohio because she's kind of worried about being in the dorms alone at college, but also she's worried about her parents and she thinks the best would be to reunite with them until all of this kind of dies down, if you will. And After she paid for her papers, um, her travel papers, which cost an exorbitant amount of money, she realizes that in order to drive to Ohio, she's going to have to see if there's anybody else left um, on campus who wants a ride. And she finds two different students, and one of them is Kaya. And Kaya wants to go to Indiana. And Kaya... um, Says she needs to get to Indiana, but doesn't really say much of why she's a very quiet person and they bring along another student and They start out from Phoenix early one morning to drive the Approved route down route 60, down downward 66 to get toward um, where they all live more toward the Midwest But as they're driving, you know things start happening more and more people are getting sick And they finally have to stop in Texas for reasons I shall not say. And while in Texas, they realize that people are dying, but they're not actually staying dead. So now the crew, picking up a few others along the way, have to continue driving through a landscape infested with zombies and other survivors to see what is left back in their hometowns for them. This book was amazing. Um, I'm not usually a fan of sort of new adult aged people. Um, but I love this book a lot. I love, um, my favorite sort of zombie apocalypse books are when people are figuring out like, Oh my God, like the dead are rising and the virus is raging, which I find a little weird right now in the midst of a pandemic, but they've always been a comfort read for me. But then you add in like a cross country road trip and it just has all the elements of just something that was really, really great to read. So if you're looking for something um, to kind of escape into for a while with an epic zombie infested road trip, I would encourage you to try Far From Home, the Far Series book one by Kate L. Mary and never fear. The next book comes out, um, I believe on August 7th. So if you read it now, you won't have a long time to wait for the next book in the series.
0: Not too long at all. No,
3: no. And it's a really, just a really fun book. Like it just has all the elements that make a good first sort of zombie apocalypse novel in a series so excellent and lots of road tripping
2: <laughs> yes Unmutes it's kind yourself. of weird to um to uh you know think about the apocalypse and a virus i know right now <laughs> yes because yes. people are already acting crazy enough i think can you imagine I, zombies too if the no, zombies started coming it'd be horrible yeah, we
0: would we, 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 be dead
3: forget it Oh my God. I don't know why those books right now are bringing me comfort. I don't, I
2: can't quite articulate it. (laughs) So my first book today is going to be called, or is called rather, Driving with a Top Down by Beth Harbison. And it's kind of um, speaking of Shannon's idea of found family, you know, three women, two weeks, one convertible. I wish it was red. Because, you know, that that's like my dream car, a red convertible to cross the country with, right? Um, so we have these three women, and they don't know each other. They're completely on the opposite parts of life or in different places in their life. And so first you have Colleen Bradley. She's married. She's got a teenage son. She's got a business where she repurposes and resells, like, antique things. But she's also got a problem. She's got this fear that she's lived with all through her marriage that she wasn't her husband's first choice. So one day she decides to take a road trip and she's touring the east coast of the country because she has to check out antique things for her business. So she uses this as an excuse kind of like to get away and get time for herself and i guess figure out where she's going and what she's going to do about how she feels about her personal life. And then she's got except she doesn't go by herself. She ends up going with her niece, which I guess it's her brother-in-law's daughter, so not her blood niece. I don't know why they put it as her brother-in-law's daughter because, I mean, she's been married long enough. That's her niece, right? So her niece is there, and her niece also kind of needs to get away because no matter what she does, she can't get her father's approval. She's like, you know, 16, And then, what happens when you go on a road trip? You do either rest stops or diners, right? Every time we see a diner, that sounds good. So she goes to a diner, and there is one of her old friends from childhood, Biddy, who also walked down her husband and is now destitute because someone stole her car. And so they say that they'll drive Biddy where she was supposedly going to Florida, although they suspect that uh, biddy is is not telling them the whole story so you know these three women they end up going to florida and they kind of spend you know two weeks together and we you know they all have their what you know their i guess minor their their life what, what should I say dramas they're things that they're going through and it's so cool to see how they going through you know a road trip having to share a small space and stuff how secrets tend to be divulged in small spaces right and and how by the end of the book they do have their own I guess found family found friendships and it, it kind of serves as a purpose for them to figure out what it is that they want, where they're going to go, and if not a solution, at least an avenue for them to figure out what they want to start with when they get back home. So, you know, one becomes two and then becomes three, and Colleen, Tamara, and Biddy make their way up the East Coast, and honestly, that's something I would love to do, just, you know, Full disclosure. So this is Driving with the Top Down by Beth Harbison. I have loved everything I have read by Beth Harbison. I really like her humor. I like her wit. I like the way she writes her characters. So I think you will enjoy this as much as I did, especially if you really like convertibles.
3: I am adding this to my TBR right away. This sounds like just my kind of book.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is your kind of book. Beth Harbison is your kind of author. I'm really surprised you haven't read her. I know I am too. She's very much the kind of author that you really like to read.
1: So the second book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Where Sea Meets Sky by Karina Holly. Yay! And this book is about a guy named Josh and he's in his early 20s and he's really got it. He's not really doing much with his life. He's working at a dead-end job. He really has no... I don't know, aspirations, except that he does really enjoy doing graphic art. And right now he's not really feeling it. Well, one night he's out and he meets a girl named Gemma. And Gemma and him really hit it off. And they have a big, like, love affair affair. one night stand kind of thing. It's just kind of like, just fall for each other all completely. But the problem is Gemma is from New Zealand and she is heading home the following day. So she takes off and she goes home and Josh just can't stop thinking about her. And he's really not one to do anything like, um, suddenly like he's not he's more of a thinker he's not somebody to jump in and just go do something but he decides that he's gonna go to new uh, new zealand and find gemma so he takes off for new zealand and all he's got is his backpack with his belongings some money and her name he doesn't have her last name he just knows her name and he knows the city that she lived in and she has an he has an idea of where she works So he takes off for New Zealand and we get to see how he travels and some of the things that happen while he's traveling. But he get, when he gets to New Zealand, he meets some guys at a hostel and they're from Germany and they kind of get, become friends with him and they decide to help him find Gemma. And it's kind of a fluke. They do end up finding Gemma and Gemma, this one, she never really told this to Josh, but she's got a boyfriend and um, she, but she really, really, really likes Josh. So she invites Josh to come on a road trip with her and her boyfriend and her cousin. And Awkward. so you can imagine it's a little bit of an uncomfortable <laughs> road trip, but they take off in a 1970s van which I thought was really cool because they the way that Karina Holly describes the van, it just sounds like this van that has it's i don't know it just sounds so much fun like um it's it belongs to gemma's uncle, and he's got like everything from that time period in the van, and so they're off on this trip, road trip and I just found her descriptions of the things that they do. Like they do whitewater rafting through the mountains. So like it's these caverns that they're going through while whitewater rafting, which sounds like so much fun, but it's so scary at the same time. And then they go hiking in the mountains. And I just, this book was just so neat to read. Like it's not really my usual choice of genre. But her descriptions of the New Zealand landscape really got me thinking, and I actually told my husband that we really should put New Zealand on our list of places to go so this is where Sea meets Sky, and it 's by Karina Holly. I need this book. I have to read it it 's so good like it was it was very good like it's not my usual genre, right. so it wasn't a five star read for me, but like. I loved the descriptions of the imagery and like of the setting and of New Zealand. It just made me really want to go. Like I remember reading somebody's review and they said, when they go to New Zealand, they're going to use this book as their travel guide.
0: So my next book tonight is Sing, Unburied Sing by Jasmine Ward. And this is not my favorite Jasmine Ward book, because very little in life can beat um, salvage the bones, which is her story um, of a family on the edge of collapse, awaiting the arrival of Hurricane Katrina. So there's not a lot that can beat that. But this one is a road trip novel that is pulled pretty much from like the headlines of living in Southern America. So our protagonist is a young boy named Jojo. He's 13. And he lives in Mississippi with his much younger sister, his drug addicted mother, and his grandparents. And life for them is pretty hard. And then his father gets out of prison. And so his mother packs him and his sister up in the car and drives them across the state of Mississippi in a very kind of beat up, not well running car. So they have all sorts of mishaps, um, some of which are very dangerous and terrible. And the idea is that they're going to pick up his father from prison and bring him home with them. And so as they make this journey across Mississippi, you really come to understand their lives and learn all kinds of interesting little tidbits about their family history. You learn what sort of caused um, Leonie's drug addiction. Um, You just learn all these things about these people's lives that make them feel like very real, very fleshed out. Um, As always, Ward's writing is lovely She is one of those people who uses her words very sparingly and yet everyone is just perfect for the story that she's telling. I really enjoy her writing. Um, This one has a little bit of a magical realism element that was kind of difficult for me to get behind. Um, People see a lot of visions of dead people and so that's not necessarily my thing. I've become a little bit more tolerant of ghosts in recent years, but it's still not like my favorite in what's supposed to be kind of a, I don't know, like more of a literary novel with ghosts. I don't feel like the best um, plot device for me, but aside from the ghosts, this is a really well-written, deeply moving novel. It's one of these things I can see people like reading in college classes, you know, 10 or 15 years from now and really looking at this time in American history and learning a lot from the story that Jasmine Ward tells here. So if you read Salvage the Bones and are really looking for something that doesn't have the same feel, but is another really solid example of why Ward is such a beloved author, I would highly recommend this. It's Sing, Unburied Sing by Jasmine Ward.
3: I have never had a problem with ghosts, and I like road trips, so maybe this book is for me. I will have to try maybe. it. Maybe. So I actually feel like I'm cheating because I talked about my next book earlier this year, but it's it continues to be one of the most impactful books I've read so far this year, and I do really love the fact that the majority of this book is one giant road trip. And I'm talking about The Hard Truth About Sunshine by Sawyer Bennett. And I love this book so much. It's about a man who thinks that he has lost everything. Um, he's an amputee. He's a veteran. He's dealing with a lot of PTSD and just trauma. And he is required to join a, um, a grief group. Um, a counseling group outpatient and within this group he meets these people that he thinks are all just like really weird. He meets a woman who's losing her vision. He meets a young man who um, is uh, who has a cancer diagnosis that's terminal and he meets another young woman who is undecided if she wants to live or die and he really tries to keep himself separate from these people because he has enough going on in his own life. But, you know, each week as they talk, he sort of feels himself sort of like softening toward them. And um, when he finds out that the young man who has terminal cancer has this bucket list he wants to do on this road trip, all of the group decide that they're going to go on this road trip together to fulfill all the items on this kid's bucket list. And As they all drive across the country, there are moments of just comedic, kind of dark humor. There are moments where I ugly cried. And as they all drive together, they become a family. They learn truths about each other, like what caused them to end up in this counseling group. They learn how to love themselves. They learn so many profound truths as they drive. And I don't want to say too much else about it because it's a really, just, it's a really beautiful book that I just, I hope everybody reads, but you know, it's not an easy read at times. It has some very dark themes in it. Um, I should give a content warning for um, talk of suicide. um, Some pretty frank discussion of that. Um, but this book is, this book gutted me in, in an amazing way, which sounds really strange. But, you know, it, it was a really, really beautiful book to read. Um, and I hope Sawyer Bennett writes more books like this one. Again, it is The Hard Truth About Sunshine by Sawyer Bennett. And I hope you all read it if you haven't already.
0: It is on my list of things to read.
3: Yeah, it sort of talks about like the themes of acceptance and, you know, um, like different ways of grieving. And it's just a really very profound book. Nothing like a lot of her other titles.
2: And it's just really beautiful. Second time it's recommended to me. By me or like by someone else? I don't remember who talked about this book. It might have been you or your twin. Well, I talked about it in the disability
3: episode. I know. Yes.
2: So my next book is by the remarkable, the only, the one and only lady, Sandra Brown. I know you're thinking like, oh my God, she's going to talk about Sandra Brown again. Really, I thought it too. Back on the wagon train, back on the wagon of Sandra Brown. Get off the wagon, sorry, I can't. But um, this is actually (laughs) a very different. This is a different Sandra Brown book because it's not romantic suspense and it's not straight romance, particularly. This is more like Sandra Brown's attempt at writing a western novel that came out really brilliantly. And um, this is sunset, like a historical western. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, because it's 1903. Yeah, a uh, historical western. This is Sunset Embrace by Sandra Brown, and it is about two people, um, Lydia, who is fleeing from her past. Uh, she has a secret shame, and she's decided that no man is ever going to touch her again without her permission. And then we've got Ross Coleman, who is also running, trying to start a new life, but hit over and over again by tragedy. And he doesn't want anything to get in the way of what his plans are for this new life. And um, Ross is already on the train on his way West, but Lydia gets on the train to escape people that are pursuing her. And so they are banded together by circumstance and by things out of their control. And, they are pursued by different people and the same people at the same time if that makes any sense it will when you read the book and so they have to figure out what they're going to do because even a wagon will not save them from their desires and also (laughs) their desires and also their pasts pasts always catch up to you no matter how fast you run So this is Sunset Embrace by Sandra Brown. I know my description was vague, but I just didn't want my description to be spoilery. And honestly, I'm so passionate about this book that by accident, I will totally give something away. So I'd rather not say anything. But what I will say is that this book has everything. It has romance, it has action, it has mystery, it has drama, it has angst. It has everything you can think of. And the best thing is it has adventure and it has... A road trip. It's so cool to see how wagon trains used to travel, way back when. I can't even imagine being on a wagon train. I mean, uh, an Amtrak trip for three hours already makes (laughs) me nuts. And those have (laughs) like dining carts. Those have (laughs) dining carts and you know bathrooms with toilets that run and like hot food. Air conditioning, relatively comfortable chair, Wi Fi. Oh, Oh, and they have outlets to plug in your phone now, right next to where you're sitting. (laughs) So I can't imagine, you know, 100 years ago, how people traveled. But I will say it makes for really great books.
1: So the final book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called No Exit and it's by Taylor Adams. So this book is about a girl named Darby, and Darby is heading home to Utah. Well, I don't know if it's home, but she's heading to Utah to see her mother, and she gets caught in a snowstorm in the Colorado mountains. And while she's stuck, she ends up stopping at a rest stop and there's four people at this rest stop, and they're all stuck because the the roads are unpassable, and the storm is raging. And so they're st- at this rest stop, and all there is is coffee, and then the people. So that seems like it'd be a little awkward, but it's also, it's a little bit worse than that, because one of the people is also a kidnapper. So... Ew. And the way that Darby finds this out is she goes outside to hopefully find um, some cell reception. And while at her car, she looks over and in the van next to her, there's a kid in a dog kennel tied up. So not only is she shocked, but she also knows that she needs to get this kid to safety, but also save herself because she doesn't know which of these four people this van belongs to because she sees a count of like how many vehicles and it looks like all four people came in a different vehicle. So she's thinking, or not all four, sorry. One is a couple that she definitely knows are a couple. So she knows that the couple are together, but she doesn't know if they're the ones that came in the van or who came in the van. So, this book was really like suspenseful and very like it was kind of wild because she's trying to figure out who like who in this place can she trust to get help but also who is the bad guy and also trying to keep her and the kids safe so this is no exit and it's by taylor adams
3: Creepy snowstorm road trip kidnapper.
1: This is not a Stacy book, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was, I think I enjoyed it because it was so like suspenseful. Like, so, like, the suspense was just constant. And it started right from the start because, like, pretty much within the first 10 pages, she finds the kid. Ah, I know. <laughs>
0: All right, so this is my last book, and it is literally one of the best, if not the best book I've read so far this year. This is We Are Not From Here by Jenny Torres Sanchez. This is what I call the own voices alternative to American dirt. And I don't necessarily want to get into a whole discussion of American dirt here but this is an immigration story written by a Latina author. And she does a really stellar job of conveying just the, the trials and tribulations and horrors that people experience as they make this really dangerous and desperate journey. So we follow three teenagers. One of them has a dream. One of them has a plight, and one of them has a deep, unshakable grief. All three of them have each other, and that's about it. So we start in Guatemala, and we follow Polga, Chico, and Pequena, who are living in a small village that has recently fallen victim to some really serious gang violence and Kakenya is pregnant and giving birth to her to her child at the beginning of the novel and she does not want to be a mother. Um, her being pregnant was not ever something that she imagined for herself and certainly not in the way that it happened to her. And for the nine months leading up to this child 's birth, she has done everything she can to like distance herself from the idea that this is actually her child that she 's bringing into the world. Chico and Polga are like her very best friends, and they kind of get on the wrong side of some not great people and as a result these three teenagers leave their families, their homes, and head out across Guatemala into Mexico, and eventually to the United States. Part of the time, they are jumping trains. Um, They are riding on top of various trains to get them, um, quote unquote, safely where they need to go. Um, It's very, very dangerous. In many ways, not just because you, know, you meet a lot of unscrupulous people along the way, but because just the physical strength and endurance that you need to make this trip is beyond what most people can ever imagine. Um, as a person who was born here in the U.S. and has very little real like practical knowledge of The things that bring people to seek asylum here. Um, This was a really eye-opening, very affecting book. Um, It's hard to read. There are times when I just like cried and cried. Um, And yet there is this little spark of hope that shines through even when you think that these characters have reached like the last bit of their endurance. Um, I don't know how to describe this in a way that really gets at all of the complexities of the story, but it is a wonderful book. If you're looking for an immigration story that is not only told in like a realistic way, but also is still like an engaging read that's not like dry and makes you feel like you're reading like a textbook or a social history. I highly recommend it. It's, we are not from here and it is by Jenny Torres
2: Sanchez. So as soon as I finish the book, I'm reading, I'm reading this. Yes. As, it's
0: so good.
2: As a Latina, for, that's actually, Sanchez is my husband's last name. <laughs> um, and I, I really, I really do. I would like to read After reading American Dirt, I did make it my mission to read more own voices, books about the plight of immigration. Um, So I'm very excited about this.
0: It's interesting because this is, it's a YA novel and Mm -hmm. yet you wouldn't necessarily know it from reading it. Like it's it's incredibly dark and real, um, in a way that I think you might not at first expect from a YA novel like this.
3: So my final book, um, is, I really struggled because I thought about talking about, um, Lady Luck's Map of Vegas by Barbara Samuel. I thought about talking about my one and only by Kristen Higgins, but the reading that has sort of dominated my life for the last, I don't know, almost four months since the pandemic started is post-apocalyptic fiction. And a couple weeks ago, I read a series that I burned through in like, oh my gosh, like three days, maybe, um, and when I found out about the the road trip episode, this was just so perfect. I have to talk about another post apocalyptic um, zombie book. So, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, this book is called Undead Ultra, Undead Ultra Book One by Camille Picot. And this book is about Kate, and Kate is a widow, and her son has gone off to college, and she's doing her best to kind of cope with with um, her husband's death, very sudden death, and her son um, going away to college and The one thing that brings her solace and that helps her to stay grounded is her complete love of running ultra marathons so ultra marathons are is any race longer than a traditional marathon and so when our book begins, she And her best friend, Frederico, are out on an early Saturday morning doing a fun run that'll be 20 to 30 miles of just running through trails um, along the Sonoma River and through this park. And so they're running and running. Well, they had to kind of cut their run a little short because Frederico ate a ton of chili and it did not sit well. So they were going to have to go back to the car. So they drive back into downtown Sonoma where there's this huge wine tasting festival going on. There's people everywhere but they're able to get in and start having breakfast at their favorite local sort of coffee shop cafe type place. And as they're sitting eating giant pastries, all of a sudden some of the wine tasters start biting other wine tasters and they're like what is happening and As they're watching this, all of a sudden, Kate gets a call from her son, Carter, who is 200 miles away at his university, telling her to please not leave her house, that, you know, it's not safe. And they're all putting this together and realizing that somehow they're in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. So Kate decides that she has to go to her son at his university to make sure that he is safe but it's 200 miles away. And every time they try to start driving, she and Frederico, who wants to come with her for reasons of his own, every time they start driving, like the roads are clogged with like wrecks and governmental like roadblocks and just mayhem and chaos. So they decide they're going to do the ultimate ultra ultra marathon of their lives. And they're going to run 200 miles to get to Kate's son. And so they run down back roads. So it's a road trip, but not in a car. It's a road trip on foot as they run down these sort of county roads, these back roads, they run along railroad tracks, evading zombies and evading people who are taking advantage of all the chaos to try to sort of gain power. And Kate's only goal throughout all of the trials that she faces are to get her only goal is to get to her son. And this book was really interesting. It was a very different take on like post-apocalyptic, you know, survival. Um, I've never read a book about people, um, running 200 miles before. Um, some of the, (laughs) right. Some of the descriptions of like what runners, um, have to deal with after running so many miles, I could have done without, um, cause I don't like feet. And there's a lot of discussion of like caring for running wounds on your feet. Um, you know, and, and so I think for some people, um, all of the running jargon and terminology can be a little off putting initially, but if you just kind of keep with this book, it is a really direct, delightful sort of race. of a um of a zombie novel and you know i've never read a road trip novel quite like this one where people are actually running miles upon miles um it's the first in the series and it is just a fun delightful somewhat gory zombie read and um i think it's just it's delightful so again this is undead ultra undead ultra book one by camille picot
2: this sounds so good. Oh my God. It, it is so much
3: fun! <laughs> it is ridiculous. Like, it's like nothing I've ever read before. And like I said, I, I burned through, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a four book series. The first three books are on Audible. The fourth book is on Kindle, but I'm sure they'll be adding it soon because it just came out this year and it was just so fun. I mean, it was so intriguing to Sarah that she actually read the fourth book on Kindle if that tells you how riveted it's- she was.
2: So I, like Stacey, debated on what my last book would be because there are so many authors that I love to talk about because they have such good books that fit into basically every category. You know, Kristen Higgins, of course, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, of course, Nora Roberts, of course. I mean, come on, after how many books has she written? Like 300. Huh? I wish I had her <laughs> discipline. But um, I wanted to talk about this book. It's not very long. Um, but I enjoyed it so very much when I read it because it's called Love Story. There's a song called Love Story by Taylor Swift, not, you know, not, um, not the Richard Claterman, but by Taylor Swift that this book reminds me of because it's like fluffy and light and happy and, you know, just the right amount of funny and angst and enough, I guess, enough of everything to kind of keep me interested. So this book is about two childhood sweethearts. Um something happened between them that broke them up and it's 10 years later and they're on a road trip together. Why are they on a road trip together? Because the the woman, Lucy Hawkins, and the hero uh is the hero is her brother's best friend. And no one really kind of knew about the fact that they were together or if they knew they were together, they didn't know why they broke up. And Lucy has gotten a position in San Francisco, but she needs to drive a car um, to meet her boyfriend on the way to pick him up so that he can go with her because they're going to meet there. And her family pushes the hero, Reese, to accompany her because they don't want their daughter to go on a cross-country road trip all by herself. So, I mean, can you imagine? Do any of us really want to be stuck in a car <laughs> going cross country with our exes? Um, no. I sure sh- <laughs> don't. That's for sure. But that's because, but in a romance novel, it's amazing because you know it's going to have a good ending or at least an ending that you'll be satisfied with because that's the whole point. So, this book is so cool watching um, Lucy and Reese kind of i guess find each other again and you know um it's kind of dual timeline we see them in the past and we see them now and we see what they were to each other in the past what led up to them breaking up and how they found each other uh, themselves on their own during the time that they were apart and how this road trip is going to help them find each other and if you want to know what happens to Lucy's boyfriend or If Reese and Lucy actually get together as a couple or just find each other as friends and forgive each other, you need to read about this two week road trip they're gonna take. And it's called Love Story by Lauren Lame. Full disclaimer, you know, do not try this at home. Road trips with exes is probably not a good (laughs) idea. That sounds no, like something only like good like in, in hell
3: like oh my god like one of your like hell I mean, things you'd have to experience
2: it wouldn't be hell uh, because we'd make some great music we'd probably write an entire album <laughs> but it's oh
3: definitely
0: not something I've... <laughs> yeah i'll, I'll
2: so, pass have you I ever read
3: know? anything by lauren lane but Maybe i either. have seen her name for a long time
1: and the I'm fact surprised. that you're
3: recommending i know well I don't read a lot of contemporary these days, but I've I've seen her as someone to read for a long time. Like I've, but I've you noticed... like
2: Sarah Morgan's like Manhattan books,
3: right? Sort of. Is she kind of yeah. like that?
1: Mm, a little
2: different. But if you like those, you might you will like her. She's yeah. she's like romantic comedy. Like like oh. you, you you'd see her books in in, in a movie, you, you know, a, a rom like com like a rom com theater. Okay, would totally be. I mean, I really loved her wedding series because, you know, I love books about weddings and Mm -hmm. wedding planners. And yeah, they're kind of contemporary romance. I really don't know how to explain it. But my favorite, one of my, the first book in this series, all these books can actually be read standalone. They really can.
0: So that brings us to the end of our road trip books. Thank you to Brooke, Stacy, and Natalia for talking about all kinds of fantastic, if unconventional, road trips. (laughs) I appreciate it so much. As always, thanks goes out to Christine for her fantastic editing. And of course, we thank each and every one of you who joins us to hear us talk about all these fantastic books. If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness, and some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books.